uctoday.com. Hello and welcome back to our regular Out Loud Cisco podcast. It's been quite a while since we recorded an episode as there hasn't been a huge amount of news when it comes to Cisco's collaboration portfolio. However, we have seen an increase in the messaging coming from the global tech giant when it comes to their collaboration philosophy. Today, I welcome back our regular Cisco expert guest, Jonathan George from Meeting Zone. Jonathan takes me through all of the latest updates and we discuss an idea that seems to be central to the future for Cisco and that's the premise of cognitive collaboration. Have a listen. Good morning Jonathan, how are you this morning? I'm very good Patrick and look at us, I mean for those of you that are going to be watching this on your your new video talking heads option rather than just the podcast, we are both a vision in blue. Yes we should say as well as releasing this as a, a normal podcast it's also going to be available should, should you so wish to torture yourself that way as a, as a talking heads video and at the moment it appears that i'm in a, a galaxy far far away with a very dark background but as you said you look resplendent in in cisco blue well i just i thought you've got a uc today t-shirt on i thought i'd wear my uh, wear my bit of cisco logo wear we, we both look, uh, I mean, I was about to say good, but I think that would be lying to both the, the listeners and the viewers. So it's been, it's been quite a while since we spoke about Cisco collaboration and communication. I think it was back end of November we did the we did the last pod of the year. So I wanted to, first of all, catch up with you this year. It, it's the first time we've spoken, it, even though we're into February, it, st- it still feels relatively fresh in the new year, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of these things uh, from a work point of view. When do you um, when do you stop wishing people a happy new year? So as we haven't spoken, happy new year. Thank you. Happy new year to you too. It's probably a little delayed, you know, delayed from that. So and I'm always reminded at this time of year, I think, about the whole, you know, a lot of what we do around the whole collaboration technology piece is about trying to change people's behavior, change habits, change the way people work. You know, we always talk about digital transformation. You know, those phrases are, are used quite a lot. Um, and I'm always reminded at this time of year about the whole, you know, how many people, I don't know whether you made any New Year's resolutions, but, you know, generally people make lots of New Year's resolutions that, you know, by, I think there's a, you know, Black Tuesday or something, there's a there's a day in, in January when, you know, by which time everybody's given up on their New Year's resolutions. And it just strikes me the similarity between making a New Year's resolution and sticking to it. And some of the, if you look on the, the web or some of the BBC news articles, how do you stick to a New Year's resolution? A lot of those messages, I think, resonate in terms of change management and adoption of this type of technology, because fundamentally what we end up trying to do, whatever the collaboration technology is, is to try and change the way people work, is to change the habits that people have been used to coming into work for X number of years to get stuff done. And what we're talking here a lot about is technology that's enabling them to work in a different more effective way but in order to do that there's a change management and an adoption piece that needs to follow on with that so I'm always reminded of this time of year with New Year's resolutions the the challenges that that we face with with this you know helping helping our users basically go along that journey. Yeah I, I didn't make any New Year's resolutions and I've learned historically that I always break them so I, I've now gone with a don't make any don't break any philosophy which which has worked quite well but but you're right and, and it's something that Cisco are, are really putting right up the priority list in, in terms of the user adoption piece. And on their collaboration side, obviously, I've been keeping my eye and my ear to the to the newswire. I haven't seen a huge amount uh, of Cisco collaboration news since we last spoke. No, I mean, so Partner Summit was November. And I think I think we did our last podcast at the back end of, of November. 
And that was the first time I think a lot of people had seen Amy Chang, the new Cisco collaboration leader on stage. And, you know, we talked on the last podcast about some of the, the, the messages that, that came out of that, the whole idea of, you know, bridges, not islands, simplification, a lot of the, the unification of the platform and, and everything else. Since since that time, there's been not a lot new, and, and that's probably not unexpected. I mean, if you think that, you know, obviously you're going into that holiday period, the USS Thanksgiving, then obviously we're into Christmas and New Year, and then we're, you know, we're kicking off the New Year. So for, in terms of actual new announcements and anything that, you know, you could hang a hat on and say, okay, this is, this is you know, a new announcement from Cisco, there's not been a great deal of, of activity around that, around that space. And that, I don't think that's unexpected. I think that's just, you know, this is more, they just had Cisco Live out in Barcelona for, for Europe. That was very, that was a, it's not a collaboration specific event. It's focused on all of the Cisco business units of which collaboration forms a part. There was a collaboration element to that. And there were lots of collaboration pieces. I wasn't there, but there were lots of, of pieces that people could go along and view. But there wasn't any, any major, you know, announcements during, during that, that event. No, and I, and I think you're right. We we first heard from, from Amy Chang at the, at the Partner Summit at the end of last year, and she she's done a couple more interviews in the new year. Not not with me, unfortunately. Although although hopefully in in the future that that'll change. And she's reiterated that that messaging that you were talking about in terms of bridges, not islands. The whole simplification piece, winning the hearts and minds of, of customers. Cloud first, not cloud only, which which I quite like as a premise. I, I think that that potentially rings a lot of bells with with a, with a lot of people and I, I think that's been reiterated in, in the interviews that she's done with some of the analysts that, I, that i've seen recently uh, and also the, the piece that i find really interesting which which really pertains to her background with a company which was her previous company is is the idea of cognitive collaboration and, and bringing more more context into into the collaboration space yeah and i think that phrase cognitive collaboration i think is is going to be where any announcements that we see or, or a lot of the messaging will be behind that as a, as a headline, if you like, that that cognitive collaboration. As you say, that's very much her background, you know, with a company. We made the joke last time about a company. I know it's a company, but that's what the, the company was called. <clears throat> and we're starting to see some of those. We, we've, as a Cisco partner, we get involved with some of the early field trials of things. We're just starting to see stuff that's been demoed on stage before and that's been talked about. But the idea of, okay, I join my my meeting experience. And if you imagine most meetings, what's the first five minutes of most meetings taken up with, right? And the answer to that is introductions, right? Is people going around the table, spending, and everybody goes, okay, you've got two minutes and everybody waffles on for five minutes about who they are and where they're from and what they've done and their background and all, just really trying to get to the point where you earn the right for why you're there at the meeting anyway. How can you, how can you make better use of that, that time by actually having a lot of that information maybe readily to hand within the meeting experience? So one of the things they did show at Barcelona was the idea of, of that WebEx experience. You have a list of participants so you can see who's in the meeting. Always a, a, a key benefit of a, of a web meeting over an audio-only conference, the ability to see who's in that meeting. But now the ability to hover over a, a card and actually pull information about, okay, so not only can I see that Patrick Watson is in the meeting, I can see which company he works for. I can see maybe some background of that company. I can maybe see, get some context about stuff that you've done recently or in the news or tweets or whatever. Now, 
it starts straying into some gray areas around privacy and how much data do you pull and would you really want somebody's Facebook profile pulled in? Probably not. You know, that's that's a but the idea that the concept, I think, is is very sound. The idea that I'm in a meeting and not only can I see who's in the meeting with video turned on, I can see what their name is, but I get so I don't have to have to remind myself that you're called Patrick. I know that you're called Patrick and I see, see you're speaking, but I know which company you're from. I know a little bit about your background. I know a little bit about the context. So I think we'll see see more of that that come in and that under that banner of cognitive collaboration. I think a lot of what Cisco's collaboration direction will be under Amy will be focused around that stuff because that's very much her her background. I, I couldn't agree more. I th I think the, the the concept is very strong and and you're right. You you lose a bit at the beginning of a meeting, but but let's not forget. I mean, everyone does their research before before I first ever met you remotely. I, I did some research. So if you can use some sort of AI and ML and some sort of intuitive tool to pull that into a meeting, it potentially negates the, the preparation work in advance of a meeting and that initial wasted time uh, at the beginning of a meeting when you first actually meet. And it might be because I'm a journalist. I'm not so worried about the the, the privacy implications. I think that Anything that's public on the web, if I have a, a public Facebook profile, my Twitter is obviously public, any articles I publish are out there and I want them to be promoted. I don't really have a problem if the, if the system pulls anything that's in the public domain in to, to help meeting participants understand a bit more context about what I'm doing. So, so, so that's a, that is a really strong piece, that sort of that cognitive and pulling that extra information in. The, the other thing we should say, which you were talking to me before I started recording about where Cisco are going to be focusing, is that interoperability bridges, not islands piece in terms of working with other manufacturers. And, and there has been a bit of development around WebEx and OneDrive. Yeah, and and so bridges not island is a, is a phrase we we talked about last time. It's it's been around for a long time. Cisco have, have been using that that cape, that that phrase really to say, okay, look, you know, we have this WebEx meetings experience. We're very proud of that WebEx meetings experience. We've modernised it, brought it. Amy Chang made that made the the point that you know it's been brought into the the twenty first century, if you like, in terms of. Now looks like something from 2019 rather than something from the year 2000. So, and the encouragement very much is for 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 people to get onto that latest WebEx experience. So they've done a lot around that that whole meetings experience to modernise that to make sure that's good. So that's the you know that's their core business. But it doesn't take long if you're starting to talk about collaboration that not only do people want that real time collaboration, the stuff that Cisco historically have been very good at, but there's that asynchronous collaboration that collaboration around content, which has been Microsoft's strong suite. You know, if you look at the Office suite and everything else, you know, everyone's got Word and Excel and PowerPoint on their desktop. You know, even if you're a Mac user, you might, you probably, you know, you might have gone to Keynote and all of those other capabilities, but you've probably got the Office suite hiding on there because at some point you're going to have to edit and look at a Word document. So that's very much Microsoft's strong suite. I think within the within the team, the WebEx Teams environment, you could upload files, but they were stored within that Teams environment. So just recently, you know, we've seen the first iteration of the capability of, of okay, I can now be in my WebEx Teams environment. I can upload some content from OneDrive, and it isn't all SharePoint. It isn't like simply taking that content out of OneDrive and then uploading it to Teams. It's effectively putting a link to that information into that WebEx team space. And now when I click on it, it opens up 
Word or Excel or PowerPoint online, and I can actually start editing that and co-editing that with other people because I'm utilizing, I'm leveraging the Microsoft experience of of being able to do that, but I'm enabling to do it with inside my WebEx Teams environment. Similarly, if you're a Microsoft Teams user and you want the WebEx Meetings experience, there's an integration there as well. So now if you're within the, the Microsoft Teams environment, you can launch a WebEx Meeting seamlessly, one click, all of that other good stuff that you talk about. So, and it isn't just Cisco, Microsoft. Cisco are, are, are doing stuff with Google. So Google, all the G Suite stuff in terms of the ability to schedule and, and open WebEx Meetings within that Google environment. And obviously, Cisco have got an ongoing partnership with Apple so that if I pick up my iPhone, I get a much closer integration between that. I go to my diary, you know, I press the what looks like a call button, but actually it launches the WebEx meeting and starts my WebEx meeting. So that interoperability piece is a, is a very key part of this Cisco messaging under, again, that banner that they're using of Bridges, Not Islands. Yeah, and I was at um, Integrated Systems Europe at, at the start of February, which is a big AV event and systems integrator event that takes place in Amsterdam. And I saw that firsthand with a, a company called Oblong, who have a, a, a series of collaboration hardware devices called, called Mezzanine. And they did a live demo there of Mezzanine within a, a WebEx Teams environment, which, which, which just continues that theme of interoperability and closer integration with, with third parties. Yeah, Cisco have a lot of what they call solution providers. Oblong are one. There's a, there's a number of other uh, providers who who basically provide additive services to enrich the experience. So Oblong Mezzanine is a fantastic experience. You know, it does look like something out of Minority Report. You know, the ability to to move screens around the room and everything else. Uh, for the right use case, because it's not a, a cheap solution, it's a fantastic experience, you know, and you can see why, they, why they're successful in, in that, that area. There are other partners like Viopter and AppSpace that, that provide other capabilities bolted on to that core collaboration experience to do the stuff that Cisco doesn't do, right? And so Viopter does a lot of the, the, some of the analytics and monitoring side of things. AppSpace allows for, for video broadcast, single wire, does a, um, stuff to be able to push notifications out for, to, to endpoints or video devices in the, in the environment. So there's, there's lots of solutions out there that, that really add and enrich that, that solution. And, and Cisco are not unique in that. You know, Microsoft have, a, have a, their own big third-party sort of ecosystem providers that provide additional capabilities against the solution. Finally, Jonathan, I was going to ask you about some of your predictions for 2019 and in the world of Cisco collaboration. But I think you've already given me some of those in terms of the continuing themes of interoperability and, and the idea of cognitive collaboration. Yes. And I think the, if you look, there's been a doing something, I think, for, for your colleague Rob and, and looking back at, you know, what was the highlights of the year for 2018. The, the big highlight for, for Cisco was obviously there was a massive change in the leadership in terms of Rowan going, Jonathan Rosenberg. Tom Puro, you know, a number of other Snore you met, you know, a lot of that leadership has gone and Amy's come in and brought her, her new leadership in there. And one of the articles that was out there was talking about the difference between peacetime and wartime management culture. You know, I'm not quite sure. I've, I've quite digested the, the subtleties of that. But I think, you know, what's I think what we're going to see is that there's not just been one or two personnel changes within that collaboration group. Amy's there at the top and and there's a whole new set of, of of executive leadership around that collaboration group and i think that culture will see amy made the point i think she the comment had been made that not a lot of people had seen her on stage and the rest of it and her response to that was well you didn't need to right you didn't need to talk to me because i've got my team and 
and other people that are maybe better positioned to talk about the particular things that they were interested in rather than in Rowan's era it was very much Rowan was a he was a fantastic and, and remains a fantastic public public speaker and and, and presenting that vision and everything else. Amy's a very, very different character, I think, from, from that type of thing. And, and like anything, we'll have a very different management style and leadership techniques, if you like, that, that we'll see. And how that impacts the product and the strategy and the vision, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But very much that cognitive collaboration, that's going to be the headliner for as, as we certainly as we start this year. Uh, and we'll see, I think, we'll continue to deliver on the, the roadmap and vision that they've outlined. Well, it, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what big news stories come out in, in 2019 when it when it comes to Cisco collaboration and where they go next in, in terms of direction. Uh, Enterprise Connect comes up, which is a, bi a big event in the stage, which which I'll be attending. And I'm hoping that I can secure a, a bit of an interview with Amy there. So either we, we will speak either before, preferably before, so you can prep me with lots of very insightful questions or after to, to review some of that content. No, that'd be great. So are you furthering your jet set around the world, your, your passport, you're going to have to get one of those bigger passports, aren't you, with more pages in it for all the stamps? Yeah, well, I mean, effectively, they I don't even show the passport anymore. They just, just pass me through as, you know, international jet setter. But but yeah, racking up the MRs. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to Enterprise Connect. I'm really looking forward to hopefully uh, chatting with Amy about her, her plans for the for the collaboration division. What? As always, though, for the meantime, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and now video, and I will speak to you in a month or so. Patrick, as always, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Have fun. Take care. Huge thanks to Jonathan and to Meeting Zone for coming back onto the podcast with me for 2019. If you want to know more about what Cisco are getting up to in the world of collaboration, you can head to our website at uctoday.com to find all the latest information there. Also, I am hoping to speak to Cisco over the coming months about their plans in the marketplace. So if you have any burning questions or queries, please do get in touch as we would love your input. You can find us on Twitter or LinkedIn at UC Today News. And if you've got any questions, submit them there and I will put them to Cisco. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, thanks for listening.